Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Laura Simon. Not a bad start to the morning as you step out the door. A little bit chilly outside, but in comparison to yesterday morning, it feels a little bit warmer. Yeah, it's a little better. And, you know, November, you expect some cold temperatures. And we do have 30s again this morning across the area. 37 degrees is the current reading here in Metro St. Louis, and it's a true 30 degrees because we don't have any uh, wind to contend with. Winds are calm. So you're waking up to a brisk Sunday morning. Clouds are increasing across western portions of Missouri, but we'll start with a little bit of sunshine. Now up to 38 degrees here in, in St. Louis, Kansas City, 47, and Chicago, uh, 37 degrees. As we head through the morning hours, a little bit of sunshine to start, but those clouds gradually on the increase. A high temperature similar to yesterday, despite the clouds, up to 60 degrees. Coming up in a little bit, we'll talk about our rain chances. They are very high for Monday and Tuesday, and it's the first significant rainfall for the month of November. Laura? All right, John, I do know we need that rain. Thank you so much for that. We'll check back in with you here in a bit. First here on Fox this morning, an argument between two men escalates to a shooting in Hazelwood. Police responded to this gas station on Lindbergh just off Elm Grove Lane. They tell me one man was shot and another man is in custody. The victim was taken to the hospital for evaluation but is expected to be okay. Investigators do not think the two men knew each other. This all happened around 930 last night. If you have any information, Hazelwood Police would like for you to give them a call at 314-838-5000. The St. Louis Board of Aldermen take a big step in a push for new gun laws. At the end of last week, they formally passed a bill that would prohibit open carry within the city of St. Louis. Board Bill 107 now heads to Mayor Tashara Jones's desk after a third reading and board approval. The bill is sponsored by 14th Ward Alderman Rasheen Aldrich. The legislation would prohibit the open carrying of guns in the city except for police officers and people required to openly carry a gun as part of their job. The bill would not apply to those who concealed carry and keep weapons out of public view. According to the bill, anyone 18 or older who violates this new law could face a $500 fine and or up to a month in jail. Minors who violate the ordinance could face fines of $100 and be required to perform community service. There's still going to be an obstacle, though, enforcing this law. The bill will either not need approval through a Republican-heavy Missouri legislature or Missouri voters would need to pass a ballot initiative that allows municipalities to control gun laws. Prohib proposed ballot initiatives would need around 172,000 signatures to get onto a ballot in 2024. And a Fox 2 follow-up this morning, an East St. Louis whistleblower who questioned spending by the East St. Louis Housing Authority has been removed from its board. Shantae Mueller says her removal is retribution. She says her husband, who's been with the East St. Louis Police Department for 32 years, has also been terminated. City officials say they cannot comment on personnel matters. Mueller alleged the former interim director steered contracts to relatives, resulting in unnecessary and pricey upcharges. When we go out 
and we try to divert those funds to relatives or inappropriate ways, then we should be held accountable. And that's what I did. I held uh, them accountable for misappropriation of funds. The previous director denies the accusations. Mueller says the allegations have been turned over to state and federal investigators. Missouri is set to receive hundreds of millions of dollars in opioid settlement payouts. More than 2,100 Missourians died of an overdose last year alone. Most of those deaths involve fentanyl. Every state in the country has sued companies that made, sold, or distributed opioid painkillers. Now that Missouri is expected to receive some of that settlement money over the next two years, lawmakers will have to decide what to do with it. I do expect that we'll spend a lot of time talking about the best ways to fund um, alternative substance use disorder programs um, around opioid use disorder and how we can use those dollars to help prevent substance use disorder. Put equity at the forefront when we're making funding decisions about which communities are getting access to which resources and not just doing a uniform approach, but really making it needs-based. So far, Missouri has settled with 10 companies and additional deals are still being negotiated. In March, the state will launch a website to show how it's spending that settlement money. Fompon University students and faculty are raising concerns about the possibility of cuts being made to the school's fine arts programs. Officials with the school said in a statement, Fompon University is prioritizing our fiscal health to provide the best experience for our students, staff, and faculty. So far, no final decisions have been made about the fine arts department or any proposed changes. Amazon announces plans for a new solar farm in Warren County. It would be Amazon's first solar farm in the St. Louis metropolitan area and the fourth in the state of Missouri. An Amazon spokesperson tells Fox 2 Warren County is preparing for a solar farm that would be capable of generating power for more than 29,000 homes. Officials say solar farms not only help with the communities where they're located, but they also help power Amazon's local operations, including Amazon fulfillment centers, delivery stations, and sorting centers. According to, the Am to Amazon, the Warren County project will add to a portfolio of solar farms in Audrain and Callaway counties. At full strength, they would power nearly 100,000 homes. The Better Business Bureau is reporting a 50% increase in gift card scams compared to 2022. Contact 2's Mike Colombo has more about how to spot the scams and stop yourself from becoming a victim. No legitimate business is going to ask to be paid in gift cards. It seems so simple, but Better Business Bureau investigator Brian Edwards says more people are becoming gift card scam victims. We saw in 2023, uh, quite a large um, uptick of, of cases, kind of a 50% increase compared to the, the first nine months of, of last year. So that was a bit of a, a concerning trend that we saw and wanted to dig deeper into why that was. Edwards says scammers have doubled down on gift cards as a method to steal money from consumers, especially online shoppers. Maybe you go on Facebook to, to buy a nice gift for your family member and you see something that's for a really good deal and the person says, great, happy to give it to you, but I'm going to need Target gift cards as payment for that. And that's kind of the, the type of scam that we're, we're seeing the most. Scammers will often use aggressive tactics to get their victims to act fast. That scammer is going to say, you know, I got 10 other offers and if you don't do it right now, you know, this is going to fall through. And they, they push and push and kind of needle and are very good at that. And once you figure out you've been taken, 
the scammers have already cashed in. They have sophisticated networks set up to either turn these into other gift cards or, you know, cash them out into valuable items that they could then sell. Since 2020, the BBB, the Federal Trade Commission's Consumer Sentinel Network, and the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre have combined to receive more than 190,000 gift card scam reports. It's cost consumers more than $705 million. We want people to be especially aware here at the end of the year as they're shopping online, especially on social media. For more information on how to protect yourself from gift card scams, look for this story on fox2now.com. Mike Colombo, Fox 2 News. Some good pointers there. It is fair to say, though, the holiday season is here as the Salvation Army hosted its annual Tree of Lights Christmas tree lighting ceremony in Keener Plaza. Three, two, one! How beautiful is that? This is the kickoff for the annual event that raises millions of dollars for Salvation Army programs which help people in need. Our own Elliot Davis was out there last night and he spoke with co-chairs Yolanda Langford and Ozzy Smith. Why is it important? This event is the 76th Tree of Lights with the Salvation Army. And it's so important, especially at this time of year when everyone is looking to be happy. And you know at times when people don't have the funds they need and the resources they need, that's what the Salvation Army is here to do. You know, for the, uh, the people that are less fortunate, um, this is an important time of year. And, and times are hard for a lot of people. And so um, uh, times like this and... And, and letting people know that there there is help, uh, it's very important for us to, to be a part of it. This year's goal is to raise $7.2 million. The campaign will run through the end of January. Fox 2, by the way, a proud sponsor of the Salvation Army Tree of Lights campaign. That is so beautiful to see. And, you know, it was very cold out yesterday morning, but for a tree lighting ceremony, the weather wasn't too bad. John. Oh, very nice for November. And could they put any more lights on that tree? <laughs> like one billion. It almost looks like the one in Rockefeller Plaza yes, in New York it City. Did. It did. And, uh, you know, the tree lighting ceremony ceremony had uh, relatively pleasant temperatures for mid-November and in fact the average high temperature is only in the low to mid 50s and yesterday's high was near 60 degrees. Now we want rain. We're going to see the first widespread significant rainfall for the entire month of November. Here are our chances. Monday and Tuesday rain likely going to be dry for the holiday, then another chance for precipitation late in the week. But let's break it down hour by hour. No rain today and uh, some spotty activity after midnight tonight into a Monday morning and the chances increase. We'll probably have some spot precipitation around for the morning rush seven to eight o'clock, but the main batch arrives late morning into the afternoon. We have some high and mid-level clouds already pushing in a hint of the rain out to uh, the west and you can see uh, Concordia, Kansas down towards uh, Wichita. It's going to take a while to work its way across western Missouri into our area. Clouds steadily increase today. Right now it's 38 degrees. Highs near 60 again today, despite the clouds should remain dry. Then spot rain develops toward daybreak on Monday and fills in. Once that rain arrives, it'll linger into Tuesday morning. It's the first significant rainfall in November, and it's going to be around a half inch to three quarters of an inch. Can't wait for that.
You don't hear that often that you want rainfall in your area, but it's going to be the start of the weekend, the weekend, uh, start of the Thanksgiving week. High pressure slowing down the pace of the weather for now, bringing us a beautiful day yesterday and several nice days and some activity off the coast of Florida. Here's that compact system. It's actually going to merge with a stronger system, get deeper and more organized over the plains and bring us a cool down to below normal temperatures for the end of the week. And here's Eureka, Santa's magical kingdom. And the high level clouds already pushing in. We'll put it in time-lapse mode. Clear skies in the evening hours. Now the clouds are on the increase for this morning. You can see a hint over the western horizon. 38 degrees here, but a little surge of warmth. As that rain arrives, we'll get a little surge of milder air and then the cold front will arrive behind it. For now, we're close to the freezing mark in many locations. Here's a look uh, to the east where the temperature matches the uh, wind chill because winds are calm. You don't have to contend with that today. Increasing clouds for our afternoon, high near 60 degrees. Some spot rain towards daybreak late tonight, but notice how it fills in during the morning rush into the late morning hours, sweeps across the area, some heavier downpours, Mount Vernon towards Belleville, and then it's gone after Tuesday morning. How much rainfall through the whole week? We're looking at a half to three quarters of an inch here, some snow in the northeast, and they want the snow out over the Rockies for the Thanksgiving break, and it looks like they'll get some uh, late in the week. For us today, a little bit of sunshine to start, partly cloudy skies and those clouds increasing. Tonight, we're looking at some spot rain after midnight, low of 44 degrees, and your extended forecast into tomorrow. Intermittent rain showers, a high of 51. Look at that temperature turnaround, and it only gets colder as we head deeper into the week. But it looks like a Wednesday and Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving Day will be bright, brisk, and a little on the cold side, a high of 51 degrees. Another chance for precipitation late in the week.